0: Welcome in to Straight Up Sports. I am your host, Devin Albertson. And before I get started today, I want to make sure you guys um, check out all the work I did this week. So not just this podcast, I was on two other podcasts as a guest this week as the 8-Man game is growing here. Extending from Straight Up Sports and from, of course, Mo 8-Man Football on Facebook and Twitter. to other podcasts kind of picking up our content now as well. Uh, first of all, KQ2 Sports Podcast with Chris Roush. Um, he had myself and Anthony Crane, who's a contributor from 08 Man Football, um, on there. We had probably 15- to 20-minute podcast talking about uh, the media poll and a little bit of the Week 3 action a little bit. So it's a pretty good podcast. Uh, catch me and Anthony on there breaking down 8-man football with Chris. Another one of the 8-man media voters um, as we kind of talk a little bit about the area games going on this week. It was a pretty good conversation there with Chris. I really enjoyed my time there. And then also the Cliff Notes podcast with um, Clifton Brooms, uh, Brooms, I think is his name, um, as we broke down a couple of the games that are happening this week. It's going to be on his uh, like kind of the pregame show on Friday. It's going to be me and Anthony Crane on there as well as Anthony and I teamed up a couple of times this week uh, via Zoom calls with Cliff and uh, Chris to do some podcasts this week. So make sure you guys check those out. Uh, Give them some love, too. Uh, Tell them I sent you. It could be a lot of fun there to get their content out there as well. Um, And, of course, if anybody else wants to be on their podcast, talk 8-man football, I am more than welcome to making um, accommodations to talk to you via Zoom, phone call, whatever you guys want. Um, So it should be a pretty good week. Um, Had a fun week. Of course, Friday night. Last week I was at Ludlow for Southport, Naui Holt, topless Livingston, big win for the Wildcats. Of Southwest Livingston. Thank you to Coach Magruder uh, for the hat. I really appreciate that. To start my eight man football collection, I know I've got uh, a Northwest Hughesville and I think a Sacred Heart hat coming my way as well from their co op over there, Northwest Sacred Heart. Uh, appreciate um, guys over there getting me the stuff I need for that. Um, I also believe Drexel, my coach and coach Dean down there, my buddy, um, got me a Drexel hat as well. Um, I saw Coach Dean there on Sunday. I went down and played basketball in, I think, Lewisburg, Kansas. I went out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, played two hours of basketball in a gym with no AC. So that was exhausting. Just now, I'm recording this on Wednesday. I was just now able to work out again because I was so sore Monday and Tuesday from playing basketball for two hours. I was not ready for that. Um, but it was a good time to see Coach Dean down there and kind of talk a little bit in person a little bit. I hope you have to him since the scrimmage. Um, So that's kind of what I did this week, Uh, whether it was seeing people around the state, talking to the numerous coaches I do throughout the week, um, to get a good feel of what's happening across 8-man, and of course, um, I think we're up to 22 teams now posting stats, Um, 21 teams have posted all their stats, I think Auric uh, has only posted one of two weeks, which is fine, just kind of waiting to see if they post their um, week 2 stats before I post the season season leaders right now. and if I came across as pushy on that or I was trying to get to shame coaches for not doing it, that's not what I was going for there. I was just going to let everybody know what I was in progress of doing because, yes, all, most of the coaches, I, most of the coaches that I've talked to put their stats on max prep So if you go to max preps, you're going to see a pretty good representation of what it is. But sometimes max preps, it's not a perfect system. Some things don't transfer over. Some coaches I know like this week East Atchison, their defense stats didn't load, and then like their touchdowns for week two didn't load. But I'm able to go back to their Twitter feed and get the four touchdowns that Kayla Merriweather had to add it to this leaderboard. So I actually have Excel sheets I'm going to open up right now as I'm talking to you to kind of give you a look at what I'm doing so why I'm kind of not on coaches, but I'm like, hey, if we can get these in, the faster I can get these updated. Because for each category this week, I'm going to do yards, touchdowns, and yards per game. Because I realize that some teams are going to play less games than others. Like, our, we've already had multiple cancellations each week. We'll get to another one here happening in week three here in a minute. So I want to have that yards per game on there as well because to the kids from Albany, they're going to be down a game, but they still played well and they deserve to be – if they had enough yards per game to kind of be in the conversation, and it all kind of evens itself out three or four weeks down the road anyway, so I wanted to get a jump start on it now. Um, and for these, like, passing alone, I have 26 kids with yards and then – 25 with at least one passing touchdown. So I have each one of those listed out, ranked in order of whether it's total yards, like starting with Zane Reed for Patton'sburg, He leads the state with 770 yards, 385 a game. Second place, Wes Hughes from North Southwest Livingston, 660, 330 a game. Uh, Jake Tattmeyer, Tattmeyer thinks his name there from Concordia, 469 yards, about 234 a game. I mean, just down the list, Landon Gardner, Josh Smith, Carson Thomas, Tanner Domlo, um tony osborne austin swayback blake buchanan are my top 10 in passing yards right now but i have it listed all the way down to 25 26 because there's not a huge difference uh, once you keep going on the rings a little bit so it, if someone throws for 200 yards one week they can jump into the top 10 so i wanted to make sure that i was covering my bases early on and it takes a while to get these kind of set up and get going a little bit and organize it and i spent multiple hours a day kind of getting this organized a little bit so when coaches put their stats in earlier in the week, it makes my job a little bit easier. Like, hey, okay, I got Carson Smith for Skyler County. has two passing touchdowns. Bronson Shaw has three. How do those rank in there? Um, and it's a process because I don't do that for passing. I do it for rushing as well. And for rushing, I have the top 48 rushers. They all have at least 50 yards rushing on the season. And then I have the top 38 in yards per game with at least 40 yards uh, per game this is what I kind of did there. Um, because there's a few kids who – I think there's three who had 40 yards but only played one game. So it's like they're right there on the cusp, and if they keep playing well, they can jump with the leaderboard. So I want to make sure they were in there um, for that. Top ten rushers right now in the state according to yards, it'd be Parker Muff from King City with 538, Andrew Alarcon from Worth County 532, Jacob Coffey from Drexel with 449, Parker Shue from Bramer with 412, and Braden Schick from Northern Harden Central, 275. Carson Thomas from North Andrew, 264. Justin Lunsford from North Shelby, 247. Wes Hughes from Livingston, 227. Logan Mueller from Lutheran, 226. And Kale Stoneburner from North Shelby with 219. So, also, I'll give Hayden Ecker a shout-out, too, from North Andrew. Over 200 yards, 205 in the season through a couple games as well. So, very impressive here, at least... Ten players also have at least four touchdowns rushing. We'll start with Parker Muff with eight leading the state. Um, Coffee and Stoneburner both have seven. Schick, Hughes both have six, as well as Andrew Alicon from Worth County. A couple guys with five, Carson Thomas and Justin Lunsford. And then with four apiece, Kalen Merriweather, Hayden Ecker, Joey Heron, and Logan Mueller. So very impressive start the year for those guys. But then you have a guy like Jose Rivera from North Platte Valley. He's 15th in total yards, 174, but he's only played in one game. So he's fifth in yards per game. So I want to make sure he got the recognition he deserved for playing a really good first game. And if he can keep it up, he'll be able to probably raise in the overall rankings too. But he deserves some love for what he did in week number one. Uh, receivers, top 10, littered with Pattonsburg guys. Um, but starting out, Chase Neptune leads the state with 473 yards receiving. Cameron Jones, 2.344. Brett Emig, 2.37. Troy Bl- uh, Brand from Concordia, 2.34. Ryler, Ryder Wilkins, Wilkin, Wilkins, sorry, from Concordia. And it says, I think, Wilkins um, Ebney. I'm just going to go with Wilkins. I'm sorry if that's wrong, if it is wrong. someone from Concordia, please correct me with that. I want to make sure I get his stuff right in there. But I'm going to go with Wilkins for right now. Uh, based on what I saw in the stats that I saw, I'm just going to leave it at that. He has 186 yards. Xander Stevenson from Oric in one game with 175. Will Young and from Mount City and Brandon Langfit from Pattonsburg with 126. Ian Headland from East Ashland 122. And then Parker Keeney from Livingston with 118. So those are your leaders kind of there, and I'll be able to post all these stats too. But you guys will see passing, rushing, receiving, total offense, um, defensive stats which include tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, and interceptions. And most of these are going at least 30 to 50-some deep. Uh, with tackles, I think I went 70 deep because so at least 12 tackles I put on my board here because the leader has 40. But there's multiple guys from 6th. There's from about half the state is between 17 and 12 tackles. So it's kind of like who wore we up at the cutoff point. I just put it at 12 for now because of something like I can jump up and down with that. So that's kind of where we're at right now. So it's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And... I appreciate the coaches do, who do put their stats out there in a timely manner. I understand that they have other responsibilities, whether it's teaching, being a father, a husband. I get all that stuff, so I understand if I may have came across as crude or insensitive to that. I totally understand. I know it's not the same, but I also coached for a year coaching basketball. Um, and I get that it can be kind of a hassle to get stats up because I was gone 7-7 seven to seven every day between work and then practice And then at the same time, at the beginning of my coaching stuff, I was still doing eight-man football stuff, D2 football writing for them. So I understand that managing your time is very difficult. um, But if I can go back and watch games where we lose by 35 in basketball and retake those stats and get them posted within a week for two games a week, I think you guys can do that on a Friday when they have two days off. That's just me. Maybe I'm being a little insensitive. I realize you have other responsibilities, but – and a lot of these coaches, I know they have people taking stats for them. I don't know if they don't trust those this, or they want to do their own official stats, which I totally understand Have want to have your own official stats and making sure they're very um, accurate. But it is what it is. I just The reason I kind of push for it is because I get it's a lot on the coaches, but the reason we do all of this, whether it's coaching, covering, going to the games as parents is for the kids to highlight their accomplishments in the game, and that's what I'm trying to do. And when the coaches help out with that, it doesn't help, doesn't help me. It helps the players get the recognition they deserve. I know there's some kids out there, um, and I need to add Liberal stats. I know someone sent me their stats as well for week two, so I need to add their stats here. It reminds me. But Liberal last year didn't post any stats. I got the, some of their stats for week two, so that will be help out a little bit. I know someone said they are going to try to get a hold of Rich Hill's coach. I've got some communication with South Hope Naughty Hole, trying to get some of their stats as well. I know there's kids on those teams who have done really well so far this year who deserve the extra recognition that I'm trying to put out there and highlight those kids, um, and that's kind of what I want to do. And I know DeCab and Bramer Concordia all kind of reached out and either posted their stats late or reached out to me directly like, hey, here's our stats for the first two weeks, which Concordia did, which I really appreciate because I think uh, Max Reps was acting up for them and he still have not got it figured out yet, but he's able to get it to me that way. Jake Tattmeier, um, Troy Brandt and Ryder Wilkins can all get the recognition this week. It's like, hey, they're all playing very well. They're all top five, either passing or receiving in the state. Like, they deserve this recognition. That's why I'm going to give them a little bit. So one of those kind of things where I'm doing it for the kids. And that's that's the long answer to the sh- there for that. But that's kind of why I'm doing this and maybe why it's coming off a little crude sometimes. But I'm not trying to attack the coaches anyways. I have relations with most of the coaches in the state and they're all great guys. They're open to me. If I shoot them a message, either on text or Twitter or Facebook, they get back to me in a pretty reasonable manner. Always open to talk to me um, on or off the record. I'm up to either way. I just want to get a feel, especially for the teams I don't cover as much, whether it's in the CRC and the WEMO, I don't get to see those teams as much. um, because we've had a lot of top 10 matchups, top five matchups here in the Northern part of the state. Um, And I don't know what's going on with, say, Bramer or Northwest Hughesville or what's happening at Ridge Hill and Lin- and Liberal and Drexel and Applin City. I don't know what's happening on these schools. and I haven't seen them a whole lot live or Archie. But when those coaches go, talk to me a little bit, give me some insight, it helps me get a better opinion so when I go into weeks and I go into picks and stuff like that, I'm not just a blabbering idiot here with a microphone. I want to be well-informed on these things um, and what's kind of the motivations for the teams going into the week and – as much as I can, so I can get an accurate representation going forward, so I don't have a mess up like I did with the first two weeks with Southwest Livingston, and picked EA and Southolt not only Holt to beat them, and they end up coming out two and zero in the situations. Um, I told Coach McGroder I picked the cab this week because they're two and zero, and I pick against them. I'm not going to actually do that, uh, but he appreciated that, and they got me a nice little hat, which um, I have right now. I'm going I put it in my closet with my other hats. That way, it's safe and sound when I'm gone. My dog didn't chew it up or anything. Um and I'm trying to start that collection. So um if your school does sell hats, send me the link and I will try to purchase one. Um or if you want to send me one pro bono, I would appreciate that too. I just want to collect as many of the hats from the 33, including Chile Howe, 34 teams that play eight man football. Um and that way, hopefully if I get all the hats, I can get them all together and I can take a good picture of it and be like, hey these are who I cover. This is the people I cover, and that's kind of my end goal with that. Don't know if it'll ever happen. If I only get a few of the hats, that's fine. Um, but the collection has started for that going forward, and I really appreciate the people who have reached out to me uh, for those. Yeah, you know, There's some pretty cool hat designs out there, so um, maybe the best stuff. Even though um, Coach Magruder did give Coach uh, from... Southwest did give Coach Dean from Drexel a little bit of um uh, hat because I think there was a picture of Coach Dean and kind of a Drexel hat, but it kind of has like the the D, kind of like the Detroit Tigers D that looks pretty cool. And they're going to give me the ones that says Drexel football. And McGrew's like, oh, you got to give them the – can't keep all the good stuff for yourself. So I kind of enjoy that back and forth. And that's why I, I love to see the coaches interact on social media like that and just the back and forth, the friendly back and forth that we all kind of enjoy with that as well. I really enjoy that. Okay, but enough of me blabbering about stuff that doesn't really matter that much. Um, Let's go to the games that are happening in week three. A quick scheduling note. um, Apparently a kid from St. Paul Lutheran tested positive for COVID, and he played in the game Friday versus Bramer. So the Bramer team is quarantined. St. Paul Lutheran's game has been canceled. So those two are out this week due to COVID. We had Santa Fe out last week due to COVID. And I'm wondering if they're going to play this week versus Rich Hill. I'm hoping so. I haven't heard anything differently. I'm going into that game as of Wednesday night. Um, but the good news is Northwest Hughesville and Keatsville decided to join up and play this week. Uh, they will also play again in week seven. This first game will be at Keatsville in week seven. It'll be at Northwest Hughesville. So that's kind of where we're at with that. Uh, one little scheduling hiccup. Two teams had to cancel, but their opponents were able to get together and have a game there. So that's good. Um, that those kids can still get some action this week and still get some playing time. That's what we kind of want to see out here. Though I was looking forward to Hughesville St. Paul Lutheran. Uh, Lutheran is two and zero in conference play. Hughesville one one with Lawson or Shelby. Thought uh, that'd be a very good matchup in conference. Um, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. But it happened. But what can you do? It's COVID. And let's go alphabetically here um, due to home teams. Uh, Jasper at Appleton. Appleton City. Um, you would ask me this before the season started. I would have said Appleton City, uh, but. We'll see. Alpen City didn't play well week one versus Stanbury. Uh, they had at least one running back out in week one that played week two versus Drexel, so that helped them a little bit keep that game closer. I think Appleton City is going to be okay this year, but Jasper came out and just put it on OCL in week one, 66-14. I'm going to take Jasper. In a, I don't know if they call it even an upset here. Um, I think Jasper will beat Appleton City this week. I think it's be a very good game over there at AC. Um uh, and we'll see how good Jasper kind of is. I know Oceala was supposed to be solid, I think, this year. Kind of point her down there. We'll kind of see if that was just a Jasper, uh, maybe a contender, or if it's just Alton City and our Indrexel are still the top dogs in the Wemo. We'll have to see that kind of going forward. The next game, uh, Southwest Livingston, number three in the state at DeKalb. Give me the Wildcats. Um, I don't see them losing to DeKalb, who struggled the first two weeks. Uh, getting shut out by Rockport, then losing. Fifty to fourteen to King City after being up fourteen to six. Um, I think they were they're up six nothing in the first quarter. I know that. So uh, we'll see. I think I don't think DeKalb really has a whole bunch of chance here beating Livingston. So I think Livingston's gonna be a top three team going into their week four matchup against Mountain City. We'll get to them in just a minute. Uh, Hughesville and Keatsville. Um, give me Hughesville in on this one. Um, I just think they're a little better at this point. They're pretty fast, is what I've heard. I know they lost last week to North Shelby, uh, but quicker than they have been in the past. Maybe not the biggest team. and can get pushed out a little bit by some bigger lines, but they're going to be fast enough to contend with some teams, so we'll kind of see what goes on there. I think they beat Keatsville, who had a bye week last week. Um, So we'll see what goes on there. Number six, Drexel at Liberal. Give me Drexel. I think Liberal. They bounced back nicely last week and beat Concordia um after losing to archie in week one so we'll see how it kind of goes there they put some points against archie but couldn't start stop archie so i have this be a nice little gauger uh for drexel to kind of see where they match up versus liberal before their matchup next week drexel will play rich hill the following week so a couple of big matchups here for drexel over the next three to four weeks when they have osceola in week five and then at archie in week six which will probably, which may be the game of the week. We'll have to kind of see at those at that point. They both might be ranked. Um, other good games that week could be Stanbury, North Andrew. Um, yeah, Stanbury, North Andrew might be the only other. Rich Hill, kind of depending on how those kind of go out. So we'll kind of see um, what happens there in week six. I might be traveling in the south um, then. But we still got a few weeks to look ahead to that. I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. Um, the next one, top 10 matchup, Albany and Mount City. Should be a really good game. Um, Mountain City, they pride themselves on defense. They're going to want to pitch another shutout. They pitched two shutouts to start the year um, over Platte Valley and Stewartsville osborne So not the greatest competition. I think Platte Valley is going to be solid this year. And that game did last four quarters almost, the full game. The um, Stewartsville game did not. Uh, that was not great for Stuartsville last week. But Mountain City, they're very good. They're very talented. I believe they're still the most talented team in the state, even after losing uh, the kids they did last year, three of which are going to play college ball this year. Or at least, I don't know if their colleges are playing this year. And I know Graceland is. I'm not sure if Midland is. um, But with TJ Hopkins, Dylan George, and Blake Hayes, all committed to playing college. Paul, and then they replace all those guys. And they're still maybe the most talented team in the state. It's just how deep Mountain City was the last couple of years. I think the best team in the state right now, um, until proven otherwise, kind of deal with them. And they do have two big tests coming up here with Albany at home and then at Southwest Livingston the following week. We will know a lot about Mound City after the next two weeks and kind of where they stand in the state. Um, if they are just one of the other five or six really good teams or if they're head and shoulders better than everybody else. We'll kind of tell after the next two weeks. Then we have Norburn Harden Central at North Shelby, number two team in the state. I think North Shelby is... Was my number two as well. Livingston was my number three. Um, I think North Shelby wins this game. I think Norbert Harden Central has done a heck of a job to get. Um, Thacker's done a heck of a job to get their kids where they need to be at this point this year. Um, maybe under, outmatched talent wise in most of their games this year, but they're doing a good job of playing above their talent level a little bit right now, and they almost beat Oric last week. Um, I know they said it says they lost by nine, but that was really a three-point game until some unfortunate I don't I don't even know how to know how to explain this over to say it nicely. It was some unsportsmanlike at the end of the game, they gave it work a late touchdown that probably shouldn't have never happened. Um but that's kind of but that's in the past now. It's Norbert Harden Central versus North Shelby. Um I think North Shelby wins this game fairly easily just because North Shelby I think is the best team in that conference. By a pretty wide margin, I think Hughesville might be the second best team. and yeah, they beat them by 44 last week. So it's just one of the deals where North Shelby's head and shoulders better than everybody else in their conference, in my opinion. Uh Platte Valley at Northwest Naughty. Give me Platte Valley. Um uh, they beat Rockport last week. I think Northwest Nautaway's not as good as Rockport. So give me Platte Valley um with Note Stein. I know they're gonna I think they're gonna be without Carl Luke. I think they said he had a fracture in his wrist. I'm not sure how long he's gonna be out. I assume he's gonna be out this week. Uh, but Rivera played very well. A lot of speed there for Platte Valley. I think they beat Northwest not only, but it could be surprisingly. They've had some good games in the past, So, uh, but give me Platte Valley. There's a better team at this point. Uh, Concordia at Oric. Concordia is going to throw the ball all over the yard, so they're going to be able to put some points up. They only scored uh, 20 versus Drexel, but they did put up 42 versus Liberal last week, um, and they're going to air it out a little bit. They don't run the ball a whole lot. Oric, they aired out quite a bit in week one with Buchanan. Couldn't get much going on the road versus St. Paul Lutheran. I don't know what their stats were versus Norman Harden Central, but I assume they got Buchanan going a little bit more. Um, we'll see if Oric can get things kind of rolling here in week three if they can get a win over Concordia. I think Oric does win this game, but it should be very interesting going forward. Uh, number nine, Archie at Osceola. Uh, give me the whirlwinds in this one. Just too explosive on offense. Um, 82 in week one, 56 in week two, and a win over Rich Hill, which was a very good win for Archie and their program, uh, their first signature win in eight man, in my opinion. So Archie got a little love for the first two weeks. Um, didn't get any votes in the first poll. Got a little bit of love in week two's poll. Then week three, they got up to number nine. Um, so good for Archie. I think they do go down to OCL and win that game. Uh, number seven, North Andrew. At number four, Pattonsburg. This is the game that I'm gonna be at. And I'm looking at the forecast. I have it pulled up here on my computer, and it looks like there's going to be some showers, scattered thunderstorms right around Friday night. As of this is Wednesday, so things can change in a flash in Missouri, uh, weather-wise. But a 60% chance of rain starting at seven o'clock. 75% at six o'clock. Some thunderstorms. So I'm hoping it doesn't rain that much. But also, if it does rain, um, expect me to do my halftime show from my car. Um, where it will be dry, and I can just probably just use my phone and won't really use my laptop um, for that. So it might be a little bit of a different halftime show this week and post game. Not sure what we're going to do yet. going um, to see if I can touch, talk to the Pattinsburg people and see if we can't find a dry spot uh, for me to set some stuff up to do a post game with a coach and a player or something like that, or if we just get a coach. Because I want to talk to either Coach Cavanaugh or Coach Williams because they're both great dudes and they're good for the sport to get their voices out there a little bit. So, And there's both of theirs interviews with uh the cliff notes podcast will be aired on friday afternoon as well along with me and anthony crane so don't miss that out should be a fun game smash mouth north andrew they're going to want to run the ball a lot play action pass carson thomas a quarterback this year north andrew not overly fast i know ecker has some speed and they have some guys who are okay fast but not gonna be mistaken for burners by any mean for north andrew this year but they're big they're physical they like to play in a phone booth um 2 grind out wins in the first couple of games of the year versus King City and Bishop LeBlanc, I'm still not fully sold on North Andrew, but I think they're one of those teams that against lesser opponents, lesser opponents can be able to stick around a little bit in North Andrew's playing style. But North Andrew can stick around against better teams as well because the way they just muddy the game up a little bit and just play physical, um, so they might not be able to upset those teams, but they're going to be a pain in the rear the whole four quarters. Um, that's where they're going to be with Pattonsburg. We'll see if Pattensburg can master physicality. But I don't think North Andrew has anybody who can stop the speed of Pattonsburg, even with, I think, he makes him be out this week still. But uh, Cameron Jones, North Andrew not have a guy who can cover him, I don't think. And Zane Reed there, the quarterback, also running the ball to the backfield a little bit. We'll kind of see. I think Pattonsburg is just too explosive. North Andrew, give me Pattensburg the win there. Stewartsville Osborne at Rockport. Give me Rockport in the bounce back here. I think Joey Heron runs wild over Stewartsville Osborne. Uh, Rich Hill at Santa Fe, uh, give me Rich Hill. I hope Santa Fe plays this week. They had COVID last week, so our game versus Worth County was canceled. We'll kind of see. I hope they play, but nothing is kind of guaranteed there right now. Haven't heard, but they do play. I think Rich Hill wins that game. Uh, East Atchison at South Holt, not only Holt, give me the Spartans, but I'm not feeling overly confident at this point. I did Just some weird feelings coming out of South Holt, and Holt, after that loss to Livingston last week. Um, if they can stop East Ashton's passing game, which is a big gift for the Spartans, because look, I went to Nottaway Holt. We haven't been able to stop the passing game since I was in diapers. Okay, and they kind of showed last week versus Livingston. They threw all over the Spartans. Um, and if they can't stop Ian headland and Kaylen merriweather in the air with Josh Smith giving the ball to them, it could be another shootout there. And they got to they got to lock down a little bit more on the outside. You're not going to be able to run the ball very much effectively on South Holt um, unless you open them up in the passing game, and then you can kind of get them with some. Um, runs get you off balance a little bit but if you're just trying to run at South Holt and Holt consistently probably won't work a whole lot just because they are very physical up front that's what everyone's kind of told me they're a very physical team it's just in the back end they may not have what it takes to pass cover so we'll kind of see going forward last two games here uh, King City at Stanberry. I think Stanbury number five team in the state just too talented um, I watched their game versus Albany on Facebook live and they, got some, they don't have a guy who's like an absolute stud. They have five or six guys who are very good athletes, look the part, look that they play the part. So they're going to be a tough out this year, this whole year. Then they're going to play physical. They're going to be a mess to deal with. And I, I think King City, they do have Parker Muff, who's leading the state in rushing right now, both yards and touchdowns. Um, but I don't think he has enough to beat Stanbury. If it was enough to beat North Andrew, I think Stanbury's better than North Andrews at this point. Um, I don't think they beat Stanbury. I think Stanbury... Uh, controls this game for most of the time. In the final game, Schuyler County at Worth County. Um, the Rams last week lost to Pattensburg by 60. I think they keep this one a little bit closer, um, but Worth County, I think they're going to start figuring some things out here, and maybe return to that top 10 team we thought they were at the beginning of the year. But um, They got to beat Schuyler County and they have Albany next week, King City, Oreck, and then their final three games is when their schedule gets really dicey with Pattonsburg, North Andrew, and Stanberry. So, Worth County has a couple weeks here. Um, they got this week, big game versus Albany, then a couple weeks to kind of figure themselves out before their last three games of the year, which is their biggest stretch of the season. That's our games for week three. I'm going to take a quick break here, get a drink of water, and come back and give kind of my thoughts on the media poll a little bit and some overall thoughts on eight-man football um, through the first two and two weeks or so here, and I'll be back here in just a second. And we're back here on Straight Up Sports. I'm your host, Devin Albertson. It is time to look at the media poll here. Real quick, let me get this pulled up. Um, but overall thoughts through week two, through the first two weeks. I do think Mount City, as I said earlier, is the best team right now. Um, I think they're most talented. I don't know if North Shelby is very talented out there in the northeast part of the state. It's just, for me, it's hard for me to put anybody above Mount City right now. Back-to-back state champions. I know their first two weeks were against just Platte Valley and Stewardsville, but they did what they are supposed to do and absolutely dominated those games. So they, ha- they haven't done anything to dissuade me from putting them number one. Nor Shelby did their part in the first two weeks, and that's why they're number two. Um, as I said earlier, I was down on Livingston okay, coming into the year. After week one, I still wasn't sold. After week two, I was sold. So going this week, I did have them at number three in my media poll. Um, so we'll kind of see with them going forward, how they'll kind of shape out. Um, of course, the top 10 for the media poll was Mountain City receiving seven first place votes, North Shelby receiving one, Southwest Livingston, Pattonsburg, Stanbury at five, Drexel six, North Andrew seven, South Holt and Naughty Holt eight, Archie nine, Albany ten, and receiving votes, Worth County and Jasper receiving votes as well. Um Teams that appeared in all eight polls, North Andrew, North Shelby, Mount City, Pattonsburg, South Holt, Naui Holt, Stanbury, and Southwest Livingston appeared in every single poll. Drexel appeared in all but one. Archie appeared in six of the eight. Albany appeared in five of eight. Worth County appeared in four of the eight polls. And Jasper appeared in two polls. So kind of a little breakdown of the media poll. Um, I'll give you mine personally. Um, I did have Mound City 1, North Shelby 2, Livingston 3, uh, Stanbury 4, Pattonsburg I had at 5, Albany I had at 6. I was the highest media, uh, media member on Albany. Um, I didn't downgrade them a lot for a 4 point loss to Stanbury. Um, just, I couldn't do that a little bit. I know it was a home loss to Stanbury, but Stanbury I think is a really good team. Obviously, I think they're the fourth best team in the state, so I would not get a down them, grade them too much. Uh, I put Drexel at seven. I was kind of a little bit taken back. They didn't take care of Apple and City a little bit better, but Rivalries and the Wemo can be a little bit weird. Um, they should get a win this week versus Liberal, so they're going to stay in the top ten for most of the year unless something weird happens to them. I dropped South and Holt from a two, I believe, down to eight in my poll. Um, yep, so I dropped them down six spots. Uh, for their blowout loss at Livingston. I still, still think they're a really good team. If they get a win here versus Atchison, I still see them going 7-2 and two in conference, um, probably with a loss to Mound City, but still 7-2 is where I had them kind of be in the year. with maybe a loss to Worth County to beat Livingston, so maybe there's football losses here, which kind of hurts it's a conference loss, but the Spartans will be just fine this year. Uh, their physicality will kind of prove uh, to win out throughout the year, I, I believe, and... I think that Week 7 game versus Mountain City is going to be very interesting for a multitude of reasons, uh, but mainly because those schools don't like each other. i can I'm pretty confident in saying that. Uh, I went to Nami Holt. We didn't care for Mountain City. I know South Holt didn't count for Mounds, care for Mountain City when I was growing up, and I don't think there's any love lost between those two schools. Um, going back and forth, I know they had a junior high and JV games this week, and there was a little bit of drama. I'm not going to get into it right now, uh, but a little bit. Um, from what I heard, and I don't think I've heard the whole story, um, but just from what I heard, Week 7 should be very interesting in Graham, and I believe I'm going to go there um, just to see the fireworks show. Um, so, we'll kind of see what happens there. I think the South Carolina holds still a really good team. Um, I have them at 8. They got a couple of 7s and a 6th place vote, so most of the voters had them right around 7, 8 in the polls. Um so they dropped a little bit there, but you expect that after the loss to a really good Livingston team. Um, Archie was 9. I had 9 in my poll as well. And then North Andrew I had at 10. I just think Albany, I think North Andrew is probably the 4th, maybe 5th best team in the conference. Um, but they're 2 in a record right now. I by them over Worth County for that final spot, even though Worth County, when lost, is the Southampton Army hold. Whenever they do play later this year, that will kind of tell us a little bit more. Uh, about North Andrew but North Andrew they do have Pattonsburg this week so this is their first I think big test of the season we'll see how they rise up to it um, and things are going to change a little bit going into next week Um unfortunately I think Albany will be the best 0-2 team in the state <laughs> the best winless team uh, I don't know what that's all it counts for Albany's schedule is so tough I think they're a really good team the only problem with Albany is their schedule is brutal this year let me Pull up their schedule. I think they would have beat OCL at week one, which really hurt them that the game got canceled due to COVID concerns. Um, or else they'd be one on one right now with the possibility of falling to one and two. Um, and of course, they got Mount City this week, which is a brutal out of conference game. Worth County in week four. Um, so win or lose there is a huge question mark. Week five, Platte Valley, which looks to be a tougher game than first expected um, on the season. I think it's something they win that game, but I don't think it's going to be the pushover. It has been kind of in the past. Um, and then they got Schuyler County, which I believe is a winnable game for them in week seven, sorry, week six. And then they finished the year with North Andrew, King City, and Pattonsburg. So not a whole bunch of freebies there in Albany's schedule. Very tough, um, especially the start of the year with Stanbury and Mount City, two of the top five teams in the state. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, but I think Albany's still going to be really good this year. They're going to be, they're one of the more talented teams. They're one of the more well coached teams. And if, if you told me Saturday, I woke up and Albany, beat mountain city. Would I be f- shocked? No, it would be more shocking than when I saw last week with, um, whether it was Platte Valley beating Rockport, Livingston smoking, South Illinois holding the second half, um, to pull away late in that game or some stuff like that happening. Um, or even like Worth County down big, Donovan West was more surprising. Northwest Nottoway beating EA for a little bit was more surprising than that would be in that result. Um, now, Mount City is the heavy favorite. Just some weird things happened last week in 8-Man that I was not ready for. Jasper winning by 52, wasn't ready for that. Um, and did I talk about LeBlanc, Donovan West in my week three? I don't think I did, so my apologies to LeBlanc. I think they do. Uh, Donovan West, they played really well last week versus Worth County. Toss up, but give me Donovan West in a close game there. Uh, until LeBlanc can kind of prove it to me a little bit, um, they're going to struggle a little bit this year, but they did play with North Andrew for quite a bit there. So LeBlanc, I think, is improving. We'll see if they get a win this week. They do play Keatsville next week, and then followed by Archie and Casey's Christian. So they're getting some wins here um, next few weeks, I think, with LeBlanc. I think they just lose uh, this week. Um, and there's three games this week that I think that are really good with Albany Mountain City, the game I'm going to with North Andrew Pattonsburg, and then EA, South Holt, Mount So those are the three games I'm kind of watching for. I know last week I had five or six games I thought were very interesting. Um, a couple of them didn't turn out to be quite much. Pattonsburg Skylar County kind of turned into a blowout. Um, but all those other games I thought that would be interesting were. I mean, Platte Valley Rockport was my dark horse for the week. It turned out to be really good. Archie Rich Hill was very exciting. Uh, South Nomi Hope versus Livingston told us quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good stuff happened last week. Uh, this week, I think, it's a little bit of a down week. I know we do have two top ten matchups and another good one, um, but just not the – a lot of top dogs playing some of the um, underdogs here in their conferences or at a conference. Um, so if a big upset does happen, we'll be able to see it. Like if Liberal somehow beats Drexel, that'll be huge. I mean, nothing's going to happen. But just something like that, that happens. Um, OCL, if they do beat Archie, I mean, that'd be a huge upset. I mean, just kind of stuff like that will throw us out of left field. I don't expect that to happen this week. I think week three can be pretty straightforward. Um, I'm really excited for it. You guys will be able to see me. I'll be in Pattonsburg trying to use the scoreboard in the rain. Um, we'll see if the wet will slow down Pattonsburg's offense. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe North Angel won't be able to cover them in the rain. I don't know. Um, but should be a fun one. Clash of styles there. Hope the weather kind of stays. Hoping the weather clears up for Friday night. Because I would rather it be nice out instead of rainy. So I'll have to find my rain poncho. Um, so we'll kind of see. Um, but I'm ready to go over to Um I need to ask Coach Cabin if they're selling tenderloins again. Because I had that two weeks ago in North County. And those tenderloins were good. So... I'll get to ask him if they're having their tenderloin um, pregame for their softball team. They're doing that again. Because if so, I'm gonna head up there early and get me a tenderloin not before the game starts. So um, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, yeah, so that's where I'm that's where I'm at. Um, I do believe they said after next week's games we should have district assignments. So unfortunately We'll already be four games in whenever we know the district assignments and we'll already have district standings at that point because it'll be four games in the season and half the year will be over. Um, unfortunately for us right now, we've had one, two, three, four, five games canceled due to COVID. Um, so that's been kind of disappointing. Um, but with Canemes, able to reschedule it Donovan West and then... Hughesville and Keithsville were able to reschedule this week and play each other instead of um, with Bramer and Lutheran both in the quarantine. So Santa Fe, Bramer, Lutheran, Osceola, Albany, Rich Hill, and Jasper all down one game because of COVID um, or Lightning. If you're the Rich Hill, Jasper, which was COVID first, then Lightning, then maybe just COVID. I don't know. That was kind of a weird situation down there in week one. Um, But COVID is just going to be a thing. A lot of the coaches I talked to said, "Well, wait till we get to week three, four, five, and kind of see how things are going." Well, everyone, we are in that time frame now, Uh, so I'm very interested to see how everything kind of goes here. Um, So it should be very interesting. Give and just give me the football. That's all. I, I just give me the football. Inject that into my veins. I'm watching the Chiefs on Thursday night. So if you're listening to this on Thursday. I am most likely wearing Chief stuff. I'll be at work. They probably won't let me wear my Mahomes wig at work. Unfortunately, selling insurance, you're probably not allowed to wear the Mahomes wig. Maybe I will anyways. We'll kind of see. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Football Thursday, Football Friday. Uh, I'm sure there's college football on Saturday. I'm not sure how much I'll watch of that. But it's been a short week. due to Labor Day. Um, hope everyone stayed safe over Labor Day. Stay out of trouble. We have football again Friday night. Um, coaches, if there is any schedule changes, make sure... You can either um, sign to my DM, the Devin Albertson on Twitter, on my Facebook. If you have me on there, the mo 8 Man Football on Facebook or Twitter, you can message me there as well. I'll try to get them all. Uh, also, I will say this, on game days, if you guys don't mind, uh, just don't tweet at my personal account, Devin Albertson, on, on game days for scores and stuff. Just tweet at mo 8 Man Football because that's the one I check the most during games and stuff. So if you want to get a hold of me, that's probably the best way to do it. If you're just either tagging me in post or give me score updates. If you have my number, you can text me score updates there as well. If you want my number, send me a DM. I will give you my number so you can text me updates. I can get it out faster. Um, Yeah. But just, if you want to just message the mo 8 Man Football, I checked out more. So i to keep pushing accounts during the day. It's not a big deal, but it's just one of those things that's kind of faster. If I can just stay on one account, (laughs) Um, that way I can watch the game. I'm, I'm at while starting to keep up with the scoreboard. Um, and if you see that scoreboard on Facebook, I'll try to post the scoreboard on Friday. If you want to share it and just tell people it's going to be updated throughout the day. So if any parents are looking for scores for anything like that, I try to keep it as updated as possible. Um, I haven't figured out the best way to put quarters on there if I want to put quarters on there or not. Um, just because some teams don't give updates as much or they don't tell me what quarter they're in when they give the score updates. So not sure the best way to do that yet. Um but I think the Facebook uh, scoreboard has worked out pretty well um, here going forward. And I'm going to go and get liberal stats updated here. That way, Thursday, when I post um, the stat leaders, they can be included. Um, that's where I'm at right now. So we're going to have 23 teams of the 33, um, no, 24, because all have Concordia and liberal, So 24 of 33, all but nine teams um, with stats updated, which is a very high percentage. I'm, Hoping to eventually get to 100%, but I understand that some things uh, might not be possible with that. But um, we appreciate everything. All the um, love you guys are giving us on the Facebook and Twitter. Keep interacting. Um, We also, I just want to make this announcement milestone mark. um, We did reach 500 likes on the Mo 8 Man Football Facebook page. And we are over 1,300 follows on Twitter. Um, So let me see how many we have here as of this recording Wednesday night um i try to make it as easy as possible with My eight man football we are at 503 total likes 560 total followers um so i really appreciate um that as well and of course uh, we'll try to post some stuff i know k and am doing platte valley northwest not away um, I th- believe Drexel Rich and um Drexel and Liberal is being streamed online as well. Um East action their Facebook page will be streaming. I believe Worth County does their home game, not sure if they're doing road games. Albany TV will have Mount C. Albany. I really thought about going to Mount C. Albany this week. That was my original thought. Uh if Albany would have beat Stanbury, I definitely would have gone over there because it's been a top five matchup. Uh, but at this point. I thought I can go to watch North Andrew and Pattonsburg. First of all, it's closer to home. Second of all, I can watch Albany Mound City on Facebook Live Saturday um, there as well. And also, uh, one last thing before I get off here—a little bit longer podcast tonight. This is I a lot to talk about. Um, Saturday over at Harden Central, um, Coach Stacker um, is organizing, is helping organize his he team over there um, to walk for suicide awareness. Um, as most of you know, that his um son passed away this past school year they're trying to raise awareness for suicide i'm gonna be there saturday to support coach stacker and the bulldogs of hard and central and the Aggies of in northern hard and central um and they're lost to their community this year and it's one of those things that's very important um i'm i am available whether it's to talk football or to talk about life probably not politics because that gets a little sticky uh, sports life the breeze my dog anything you want to talk about, your life, what you're struggling with, my door is always open. Um you can get a I am very easily accessible um to get a hold of. If you want someone to talk to um about this stuff, reach out. I know I don't, I don't do the best job to reach out to people sometimes. Um if I haven't talked to them in a while. But if you need someone to talk to, even if it's just for five, ten minutes, let me know. I am available. Uh we don't want to see someone be taken too soon. Um because of dark thoughts. So that's kind of where I'm at. So I'll be over at Hardin, um, Saturday morning. Um, first time I've been there since like, oh, I think freshman, okay. Quick story here to end the podcast, sorry. So last time I was at Hardin Central, I was a freshman in high school. BDI little freshman, Devin at, what was that my freshman year, 5'8", a buck 60. Not good one, not a good 5'8", 160, a pl- little pudgy. Maybe 170 in there. I don't know how much I weighed there as a freshman. Uh, Didn't play a whole lot on varsity. I played on kickoff return. Um, And they had Randy Estenbaum was their... I think he was All-State running back that year. It got late in the game. We were winning. The the old Trojans of Nottaway holt We went down there. We were up. And I was the front line on the kickoff return. The nearest side uh, to my bench. Um... Coach Roy Nelson at the time was our football coach. Um, and Harden Central ran, had just scored onside kick. Kicked it right at me. Big old number 78 freshman scared out of his mind. And the ball rolled to about, it was about eight yards away. It was getting closer. And I hear the sidelines say, get away. Get away. Don't touch it. So I just stand there. Okay, I'm doing what I'm told. I'm just going to stand here. And... Randy Estenbaum put his shoulder pad in my chest and leveled me, and we got it on video. We watched that film on Monday over and over. So much it hurt again, just because I'm like, "Oh, that hurts so bad." So that was the last time I was at Hardin Central. I was a little freshman, so that would have been 2010. it been 10 years ago. It was the last time I was at Hardin Central, week one of the 2010 season. And I got it laid out. <laughs> so I'm going to make my trip back to Harden Central this Saturday uh, to see Coach Thacker and do their suicide awareness. Um, hopefully, don't get laid out by Randy Essenbaum while I'm there. Uh, so that's just a little bit of story time for me. That's the last memory I have of being at Harden Central. Um, so I'll be back there Saturday to walk with them. I need to sign up on their Facebook, I think. Uh, and he's also, Coach Thacker has also been very welcoming. If you do want to go there and you want to support him and his family um, and their son, Reach out to him. He'll get you signed up on the team as well. Uh, Coach Thacker, one of the best guys in 8-Man. Um, definitely one of the better interviews you could have. I know I met him a couple years ago at the All-Star game officially uh, for the first time. and just the He didn't know me that well. He knew a little bit from the 8-Man stuff. Uh, but he's one of the better guys to talk to in the state. So he deserves um, every little thing that he gets for love around the state. And he's one of the most loved guys in the state. There's, I don't think there's me very many coaches who are going to say a bad word about Coach Thacker. Um, so that's all I got for you guys. Hope you guys have a good week. Um, everyone stay healthy, wear your mask, social distance, all that good stuff. That way we can keep having these games on Friday nights. Um, very excited. North Andrew Pattensburg. I'm going to stop talking now. Thank you guys for listening. Share, um, spread this podcast a little bit. Thank you guys for the love. Mo 8 Man Football on Facebook and Twitter. Devin Alberts on Twitter as well. See you guys for Straight Up Sports.